0: Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned in to another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started... Um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if you all are familiar or not with Prize platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a hundred percent instant match deposit of up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred back. Let's say you deposit fifty, you get fifty back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys: you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections more or less, um, you get up to twenty-five percent or twenty-five times. Money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28 and a half points, LeBron over seven and a half rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86 and a half rush yards. And let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on and on and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR anything you could possibly want it is on there i promise guys prize picks is available in your state download the app to check and make sure it's in your state once again use code tp3bets it takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit it's easy withdraw easy deposit once again use code tp3bets if you want to sign up for prize picks Okay, guys, second sponsor of the show we have is SoBet. That's SoBet.io. The link is in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TP3Bets. But y'all don't even know what SoBet is yet, man. It is the best value in sports betting. There's over 38 other handicappers on there like myself. It's $10 a month, and you get all those bets. Let's say you don't want to tail me. You can tail somebody else on the website. Everybody over there is winning. Everyone's putting in great work. You get every single bet explained, like me and Ben break down for you guys on these podcasts. Might as well go ahead and do it for only $10 a month. Might as well sign up, try a month, say you don't like it. It's all good, guys. But yeah, so bet. Go over there, get at them. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for another episode of High Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Pinling coming to you live on Friday, August eleventh, twenty 2023. We're after 5pm now. It's officially the best time of the day when me and Ben Gorwitz are talking sports. Ben, you ready to get down to it, man? We got to talk a little NFC East action for them.
1: Let's do it. Your studio looks a little different today.
0: Yeah, my studio is a little different today, but y'all know (laughs) we're going to make it happen one way or another. Ben, the NFC East, man, this might be one of the best divisions in football. It's an exciting division to talk about. Our ACC preview is currently up. We've previewed every single conference except for the SEC. SEC is coming next week. Then the following week we'll have our Week Zero and our full season long predictions. So we got a ton coming out for y'all. But Ben, we got to talk about the former NFC East champs. That's right. We got to start out with the Philadelphia Eagles here. Jalen Hurts took his next step, as predicted by me. As my max bet was on the Eagles. To Same. win this division last season, so was Ben. We are all over this one. This team is going to add um, – they're adding Brashad Penny as he's coming over to play running back from the Seattle Seahawks. They add DeAndre Swift. Terrell Edmonds comes in as well at safety. They're going to lose Javon Hargrave. They're going to lose C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Miles Sanders. Ben, this Eagles defense – or this the uh, defenses and offense they're going to face are ticking up a little bit. What do you think about the Eagles for this upcoming season?
1: Yeah, I think maybe a little bit natural uh, degre- uh, regression. I don't say digression. Regression. Uh, it's so hard. What they finished last year, was it – what was their record in the regular season? Was Believe it, it losses?
0: Was, yeah, 14-3. and three.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to do that back-to-back years, um, it's especially tough to stay healthy. Uh, they have a lot of depth at the uh, edge rusher position, but – you know, a couple of guys go down on the offensive line on the edge rusher, and they're a different team. So I think it's tough to just – I think part of the reason was they were able to stay healthy. Now their offensive line had a couple uh, bumps and bruises along the road, but Jalen was healthy for most of that season. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown stayed healthy. Their defense, which already had a lot of depth, has more now. They were healthy. Um, So, yeah, I think natural regression just – it's so tough to go back to back years with losing three games, and we've seen it. Like, I don't think the Eagles – quite yet have that chiefs mentality, but we've seen the chiefs, you know, lose a game and it's just like Travis Kelsey's like, ah, we'll see you next Sunday again. It's like, they don't care. They know they're going to the playoffs. I I would be shocked if the Eagles don't win this division by a couple games. They're just that much better, that much more deep uh, than other people. It's just how good will they be in the regular season? I think they could lose. More than three games this year. I still think they win the division with these, though. It's a really good team. Like I mentioned a couple of times, their depth is insane. I love the guy. I love Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I'm seeing that he's third on some like NFL rankings. I don't know if that's by the players. Mm-hmm. I think that he had a tremendous season, but I don't know if he's like the third best quarterback in football right now. I, I would still take Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts because obviously I think Burrow and Mahomes are the two above, yeah. but. I don't think he's far behind, but I don't think he's like well in a way the third best player in, in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, so I think he came in, it was either third or fourth on the NFL top 100 players in the league. And honestly, I think it's he impressive. deserved it for last season, but I kind of agree with you, Ben. I don't know if necessarily is like the number three overall player in the league, but look. We predicted Jalen Hurts was going to take the next step. He definitely took the next step. Jalen Hurts went from probably like the 15th to 20th best quarterback to top five quarterback in the league. I think Jalen Hurts is a cheat code on third downs too and fourth downs. You saw the Eagles have the best conversion rate on third and fourth down in the NFL. They did the little back push where they get up behind. 92%. Yep. It's literally the most unstoppable play in the league. Jalen Hurts is like that, but it's all about what this Eagle team has coming back, man. They still have an elite offensive line. They do lose both coordinators on both sides of the ball, but I don't really think it matters that much. When you look at this Eagles run, run offense, they were absolutely insane last year. Their defense was top 10, basically in every single category. I think that they have the blocking. They're, elite in both trenches like the Eagles always build in the trenches and we preach the trenches are the way you want to build in football then they absolutely devastated teams in one half dude they beat everybody's ass in the league in one half um the Eagles offensive line had the most penalties in the league and they're still one of the best offensive lines in the NFL they were third in offensive YPP and PPG which is points per game yards per game their defense they were the second best in yards per game and they're the first versus the one or they were the first in uh They were second best defense in yards per game, first versus the run in the NFL, and they were the third best defense in turnover differential as well as in how many times they turned the ball over and how many turnovers they created. They were first in sack versus pressure rate. Me and Ben always preach. It's always about pressuring the quarterback. That's what the Eagles do the best. As much as I love to be against the team that loses in the Super Bowl the year before the upcoming year. There's no way I can be against the Eagles this year. This team's absolutely loaded. They literally drafted every single player you can possibly get out of UGA. Like they, they, they're literally the Georgia defense in the NFL. The offense is beyond loaded. I don't see how we can be against this Eagles team this season.
1: They're a heavy SEC team. There's a couple of Bama players on there. yep uh, I would assume that you would include Jalen Hurts as part of the Alabama family. Um. So yeah, I mean. Well, he was in Alabama, but he was SEC.
0: Yeah, he's Ole Miss. He's SEC. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Landon Dickerson, Devonte Smith, um Jalen Hurts. Those are the three off the top of my head from Alabama, and I, I feel like there's more.
0: Yeah, we well, might but be yeah, I think, one or two, but
1: I mean, they're a loaded team. They're they're the favorites in the NFC for a reason. um This division, I mean, people can play with you in this division. So, like I said. You can't predict injuries. I just think that's the one thing that really went the Eagles' way last year, and it's not something that you could say it's going to happen again, right? It would be shocking if Jalen Hurts had a horrible year, right? Yep. Can't predict injuries though. So if you lose a couple key pieces, the team's not going to be as good. Uh, but I do think they win this division pretty easily.
0: I agree with you completely. By
1: two games it. at least.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely, and also too on top of that, like. I love Jalen Hurts, personally. I love his mentality and everything. Like, this guy lost his starting spot at Bama, came in and saved their ass in the SEC Championship. Jalen Hurts is a positive guy. He's a team guy. You you want to be lining up on Sundays with a guy like Jalen Hurts leading you. That's exactly what you want. Ben, let's talk about him though. We got America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, up next. The Cowboys did Ugh. make the playoffs last year as a wild card. The Cowboys in the season, they bring in Mike McCarthy now as the offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore's out the door. Dan Quinn will still be running things on the defensive side of the McCarthy's ball. McCarthy's
1: the head head coach, I thought, right?
0: Yeah, he's doing he's doing both. He's the offensive oh, coordinator and the head lovely. coach. Yeah. So McCarthy's doing both. So you lose Dalton Schultz. You lose Ezekiel Elliott. You lose Connor McGovern. You bring in Mozzie Smith to help bolster that defensive line. Um, you bring in the t- Luke Schoonmaker at tight end. Uh, not too many big-time pickups in the offseason, other than the fact that you're adding Stephon Gilmore at the cornerback position. Um, really, and you add Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. Other than that, this is basically the same roster last year. They had a great season last year overall. The Cowboys, I'll start us off and talk about them. Look, the Cowboys, you expect a little regression for obvious reasons. They were first in net red zone rate. They were first in fumble luck. They play a substantially harder schedule this upcoming season, but the Cowboys were almost the same team as the Eagles last year. Really, a game separated these two teams. They still finished second in turnovers, which means that regression is going to come. They forced an insane amount of turnovers. They didn't really turn the ball over that much, but at the same time, Dak Prescott's off his worst season as a quarterback. He had his worst QBR, and he had the most interceptions in the NFL. Uh, Zach Martin's going to lead the league
1: in training camp with that, too. Wow.
0: I didn't know he's been turning over that much. Yeah, Zach Martin's holding out. Uh, You're still six deep, though, at the defensive line. You bring in Mozzie Smith. You still have guys like uh, DeMarcus Lawrence. You still have the best defensive player in football. I'm ready to say that. Micah Parsons lining up on your side of the football Everything you add, you had the third best pressure rate in the NFL. This this division was all about getting pressure on the quarterback. I think this Dallas defense is stacked. I think the offense is going to be damn good when you have Ceedee Lamb, who I think is ready to take over as a top five receiver in the league. You got uh, Michael Gallup. You got Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Yep, that they're so loaded, Ben. I feel like this Dallas team's loaded from top to bottom. Don't get me wrong, Dak Prescott's a top ten quarterback, but he's either eight, nine, or ten. I think this Dallas team is going to be damn good. I don't see how they don't make the playoffs, even though the schedule was way harder.
1: They're, they're the team that always looks good on paper and something goes wrong. Either they make the playoffs and they look horrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dak, you've probably seen it on Twitter. There's people tweeting he's throwing an interception every day of practice, it seems like. I I don't care about training camp interceptions. Yep. Um, but it was funny to point out, everyone's just roasting him on Twitter. All these quarterback coaches on Twitter, you know how it is. Um. You know, it's interesting. Zach Martin was vocally unhappy about his contract, so they haven't fixed this contract. That's that's something to keep an eye on throughout the season. Um, I'm interested to see what Pollard is like as the main guy. I think every, I think a lot of people for the past three years have been saying he should be, and the Cowboys never really made him the main guy. It was kind of 1A, 1B. Obviously, he catches more passes than Zeke, but – It's interesting to see what he can do. I agree with you about CeeDee Lamb. I think he's definitely one of the top receivers in the league. Brandon Cooks, for whatever reason, can't stay on one team. I feel like he is on one-year deal after one-year deal, but the guy can still produce. So I'm interested. I think it's huge they kept Dan Quinn. Obviously, uh, I believe Michael Parsons was very vocal about keeping him when he was looking for head coaching gigs. And obviously I would assume Dan Quinn is probably at this point looking for a specific type of job. And if it didn't come become available, he's happy to get a pay raise and, and stay in Dallas and be the defensive coordinator. I'm not going to say Parsons is the best. I, I think Donald and TJ Watt are, are up there with him. But like you said, this team's loaded in terms of talent, not quite like the Eagles. It should be a playoff team. The only problem is it's Dallas and they're going to lose a couple of games in the regular season. And then big mouth Jerry Jones is going to start opening his mouth and start talking negative about his team. And then we're going to hear Dak Prescott rumors about him not being a future Cowboys quarterback. Team's going to plummet. Team's going to rise back to the top, make the playoffs. First round exit. Like it just seems like this is like a common occurrence these last three years where, where Dak, other than the year he got hurt, um, where he plays well, team goes on a skid. Jerry Jones says something team barely makes the playoffs not a threat right so listen i i don't love mike mccarthy as a head coach i don't love the fact that a head coach is going to call plays and try to be a head coach when we already know he's not a very good head coach he his time management is not great compared to most of the high level coaches in the nfl jerry jones loves him. we'll see what they can do this year I, i i think they can come in third in this division there's only one wow. team that's going to come. There's only one team that's coming in last.
0: Yeah, I think we're both on the same page with that one. I will say, Ben, I'm not as high on the team, I think you're saying, as I, w- as I we'll thought talk it about it. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about him coming this season. Um, this could be McCarthy's last year, though, like you said. You know, he could get fired. Dan Quinn could take over. That may be why that they're letting him call the offense. They want it all to come down to him. So there's a lot of storylines coming out of Dallas this season. Ultimately, though, I like to look at Dallas from the side of they were almost as good as the Eagles. Could have potentially made it as deep as they did in the playoffs. I mean, they gave the 49ers a hell of a game in that playoff game. So... I'll look at it that way for Dallas for now. Ben, let's talk about them though. I assume you're talking about the New York Football Giants. The New York Football Giants bring back Brian Dayball as their head coach. Wint Martingale is going to be calling the defensive plays for them Great in hire. this upcoming season. Yep, he's been killing it for them. They bring in A. Sean Robinson and Bobby, o- I believe it's pronounced Okiri, and a, D- or a linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts. They have Darren Waller coming in via trade at um, tight end. The wide receivers were very hurt for them last year, Ben. Yeah. Their schedule goes from playing the seventh or the seventh easiest offensive schedule to playing the fifth hardest this upcoming season. What do you think about them?
1: Health. Same thing with the Eagles, except it's a it's a little different because the Eagles yeah. have more big names and big talent. The Giants weren't healthy last year and they were able to move the ball. I think if they can stay healthy, now I don't think they're wide receivers or anything great. Um, but I do think bringing in a tight end like Darren Waller, who, again, needs to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy for most of the season, it puts less pressure on the wide receivers. You can use uh, the receivers that they have more to their skill set and their strengths rather than try to have them elevate the rest of the offense. If a team doesn't have a good tight end, you're going to rely on a receiving running back and your receivers to get open. Darren Waller is as good at getting open in this league as a tight end as all the top guys in the league, and he's up there at the top right? I think he's absolutely in that top five category with the guys that we talk about all the time. And, but he's got to stay healthy and their wide receivers have to stay healthy because I think this team has an identity. They don't care if you know what they're going to do. It's so hard to stop it. And I'm really hoping Alabama football, not to bring Alabama up. I hope they look like the giants like they did last year, run the football. and, And when they know you're running it, run it some more. Uh, listen, they have a threat. I, I I'm not even going to bring up the Madden ratings, but Daniel Jones got screwed on his speed. He is—he's not <laughs> sneaky fast. Sneaky yeah. fast, sneaky athletic, is just what every like white quarterback who can run says. He's not sneaky he's, ex- he's extremely athletic. Two years ago, remember that famous run he had where he tripped his, he tripped on his own feet should have been a touchdown. Yep, That was the fastest recorded foot speed in the NFL. That season came from Daniel Jones. Listen, Saquon, I think it could have been a disaster this off season. It wasn't, I don't think he was a distraction to the team at all. I think he's happy to be there. I think the team's happy. He's there. They have an identity defensively they just play it's one of it's kind of like a Vrabel defense it's almost like they can make mistakes but they're so physical at the point of attack yeah. that they 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 uh they got to be better at tackling but they're just in every game last year and they were able to win a lot of them and i know that typically when you look at teams from one year to another you look at a lot of a close wins can mean a regression and i don't disagree but i think that this team has such an identity compared to the cowboys i think the cowboys float game to game I think some games, they're like, Dak's going to win it with his arm. Other games in the past, they needed to have more balance with Pollard and Zeke. Giants know what they're going to do every Sunday, every single Sunday. And Brian Dable last year was so good in the second half of games at a halftime. He was such a good adjuster for his team that I just think because they have such a stronger identity, I like their coach better than the Cowboys coach. I'm going to pick the Giants to finish second in this division and be a playoff team.
0: Wow, Ben's going bold here. I still got the Giants finishing third in this division, Ben, and look, this is my main reason why here. The Giants were estimated to be a seven-win team last year. Fortunately, though, they played one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, and they were able to take advantage of it. This year, like I said, they played the seventh hardest schedule in the league. They were 28th per play on EPA, per play on defense. They were 31st in early down success rate. The Giants were 29th in scheduled defensive efficiency. They did allow a 42% perf- um pressure rate while I do think the roster got better I still expect some regression from this team they bring back Barkley Hodgins is back um all the guys all
1: good offensive line
0: yeah Darius Slayton's back I think Evan Neal's gonna be better in his second year I think a lot of these guys will be I just expect a little regression just with the numbers and everything I feel like they really took advantage like they got to play the Jaguars in the first half of the season they got to play against some of the trash quarterbacks some of the injured teams Although I think Brian Dayball is a damn good coach. We see how much Josh Allen struggles without him. I think that is going to make Daniel Jones a better player. Saquon Barkley's back. Wondell Robinson's going to be healthy. Like we said, Darren Waller's coming in. I think this Giants team's still going to go like nine and eight, but this schedule is really, really hard. They just got to get through the first half of the schedule. They played the Dolphins, Bills, Cowboys, all these hard teams on the front end. They got to get through that and get to the back end and still be able to win some games. Ultimately, though, I still like Daniel Jones, like you said, Ben, and I think everything's trending up for him.
1: They play they play Big Ten style of football in a way.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. They like to run the football. They like to um, physicality. They, yeah, they catch trenches. Wrestling.
1: Their defensive line and offensive line are very, very good. And I think Kayvon Thibodeau in another year, I think him and Hutchinson could have yep. huge years. These guys are just supremely talented, supremely athletic. Thibodeau, not only does he look more than the part, he, mm-hmm. he can bull rush you. He can get around you. He's a ferocious finisher when he gets to the quarterback. He's just – I think he, the the last thing for him and Hutchinson is to put the NFL-type offenses together. Put it all together to where you could read a screen. You're better against the run. Yep. Uh, and a lot of pass rushers who have early success at getting to the quarterback, their next evolution is against the run. And we saw it with T.J. Watt. He adjusted quickly. Um, I think Kayvon Thibodeau could have a monster year for the Giants.
0: Agreed with you on that one, Ben. Thibodeau is a total game changer. He blows everything up. Let's talk about the last team, though, in this division. Speaking of defensive lines, Ben, let's talk about the Washington Commanders. I'll start us out with this team. The Commanders are going to play the seventh hardest schedule in the NFL. Taylor Heineke is gone. They bring in Jacoby Bursett to back up Sam Howell as he's going to take over with Eric enemy calling plays on the offensive side. Ron Rivera is on the hot seat for them this upcoming season. They brought in offensive linemen Wiley and Gates who are going to be replacements for them on this line. Overall, Ben, I thought about taking them under six and a half wins and I decided not to as the same time as I think that this offense might not be that great. I'm a believer in Sam Howell. I know y'all have been listening to me and Ben. Now let's go back two years ago. I was the Sam Howell guy, Ben. I got to back my guy, Sam Howell. Once again, Top of that, this defense is nasty. They were the third best in the NFL in yards per game. Their defense was top 10 in all metrics. I'm talking yard, I'm talking yards per game, passing yards per game, rush yards per game, points per game. They were sixth best in pressure rate. They're the bottom of the they're the bottom middle of the pack in offense, though, Ben. I think this offense though can step up. You still have Dots, Jahan Dotson, you still have Logan Thomas, you still have Terry McLaurin, who's a borderline top 10 receiver in the NFL. Running back wise, you've got the um, the rookie coming over from Kentucky, um, Christian Rodriguez. You still got all the same guys back, whether you have Antonio Gibson, whether you have Brian Robinson. They're kind of loaded, honestly, on offense. A lot of offenses would give their left nut to have what they have on the offensive side of the ball. I think Sam Howell and Biennemi can get things together. I know there's been a lot of negativity coming out about Eric Biennemi. I sent Ben the quote. Oh, sort and, it all out. Yeah, Ben and I both agreed. When you've been as shitty as they've been in the last couple of years in offense, you can't be mad about somebody coming in and coaching you up. That's what you need. You need somebody to come in and change the culture. Vietnamese know it, doing what he knows how to do. I think this Commanders team is going to be competitive. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but when you have a defense that wreaks havoc like they do with a stacked defensive line, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, we need to see something out of Chase Young. There's a couple other Deron guys Payne. I know I'm not. Yeah, Deron Payne. I know there's some guys I wasn't naming. They use their draft picks on the secondary. I think that this Commanders defense is going to be low-key nice, and I think this team is going to win seven to eight games this season.
1: So you brought up the secondary. Uh, the Emmanuel Forbes pick, huge plus Yep. Kid from Mississippi State, just an absolute ball hawk. I believe his nickname in college was like Mr. Pick Six because I think almost all of his interceptions in the last couple of years, he had a lot of pick sixes. Listen, strength has always been this defensive line because they used almost all of their first-round picks within the last five, six years. And I think they're paying some of the guys. I believe Jonathan Allen's been paid. Jeron Payne just got paid, I believe. Um, they, you know, the one, the question mark is uh, – Kid from Ohio State, uh, Chase Young. They did not pick up his fifth option, so this is the final year of his contract to make some noise. He's obviously battled a lot of injuries. He's another guy. We talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Chase Young looks the part and more. He just hasn't put it all together, hasn't been able to stay on the field. I agree with you on the supporting cast of of uh, what the commanders provide for Howell. And I'm not saying I'm a doubter at Sam Howell, but the problem is you have to have a quarterback in the NFL just because you have the supporting, supporting yeah. cast and a mediocre receiver is what gets you in college. These guys are too good in the NFL. If your quarterback is not consistent enough, it doesn't provide good play. So I think they're the obvious pick to come in last in this division. I don't yeah. think they're going to compete for a playoff spot this year. Um, I don't know if Sam Howell is the future at all. I think it's honestly going to be a season-long tryout for him.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong there at all, Ben. I just think that the fact that, you know, that you're basically just rolling the dice with him, it kind of, it's like a lottery ticket. You know, if Sam Howell hits, he hits. If he doesn't, you go out there, you probably draft Drake May, draft Caleb Williams, draft Michael Pinnock, you know, you draft one of the Quinn Ewers, one of these top quarterback prospects in this upcoming draft. I think the Commanders will finish last in this division. I think every single team is going to be competitive down to the last game. in This division and a lot of these teams are going to be battling for these final playoff spots in the wild cards. It's no secret that the NFC is weak. This is the deepest division in the entire NFC. Ben, is there anything you want to add on this division before or we or for, wait, wait, wait? We got to rank them one through five, one through four before we get up out of I here. I gave mine,
1: but I'll I'll give it again. I'm going okay. Eagles, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys,
0: Commanders. I'm going Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. I could still see three teams making the playoffs potentially. I'll, so give all, I'll give that to you guys on my honor official season long preview. I definitely think two teams are going to make the playoffs out of this division. Ben, anything else you think we should add before we get up out of here?
1: So if the in my scenario, yeah. if the Cowboys don't make the playoffs, I'm not saying they're not going to. I just have them coming in third. Yep. If you're Jerry Jones, what do you do?
0: If I'm Jerry Jones.
1: Your two tra- decisions your two decisions are your head coach and your
0: quarterback. I'm trading Dak. I'm trying to get a top pick in the draft, and ultimately I'm going all in. The Cowboys do low-key hit on their draft picks. I'm trying to come out here, and I'm trying to bring in Drake May. I'm trying to bring in Caleb Williams. I'm trying to bring in Michael Penix, all the guys I just named. I think one of them will be the Cowboys quarterback next year if it doesn't work out.
1: It's interesting. I, I feel like since the very beginning, the Dak and Jerry Jones relationship has been very rocky. Yeah. Um, You know, it started when Dak got hurt and Jerry was like, I may not pay the guy. It's like, well, the guy was a stud before he got injured. Yep. It was a disgusting injury. I don't know if it was a freak injury, but it was really bad. And Jerry's like, "Eh, we may move on. It's like he was treating his star quarterback like how running backs are getting treated right now. So it was weird for me. I remember Dak's like, agent speaking out, and then they paid him, and then he shut up, and then he didn't play well, and then he's playing well now. I think he led – didn't Dak lead the league last year or two years ago in passing yards or something like that?
0: He did, and then he led this last season in interceptions. Yeah,
1: so you got to show some consistency. Um, I think McCarthy's job would be gone before Dak's, but I wouldn't be shocked if if both were, uh, were changed, to be honest with you. And I think of the Giants – How would you look at the Giants after the season if they, in your scenario, if they don't make the playoffs and come in third? You know what the media is going to say. The media, it's the New York
0: media, you know.
1: We're not going to throw Daniel Jones under the bus if he misses the playoffs in year one of his new contract. That's that's not what we're going to do. But how you know the media would? How would you view it?
0: You know, I would just view it as we played a hard schedule. The NFC got better. It is what it is. I really wouldn't freak out over it. Better? I think it did a little bit. I think it definitely did a little bit overall. But ultimately, though, I wouldn't view the season as a failure. I think the Giants are going to be competitive down to the last game, and it's going to come down to what they can do in the key moments. They because were very it's
1: in their identity.
0: Yep. And honestly, I think with Dayball and Martingale, you're probably going to succeed in those moments
1: or quarterbacks facing them you got to face that defensive line and you know Wink Martindell's bringing cover zero blitz.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And they added Banks out of Maryland so you know their secondaries going to be stronger. I still think the Giants will have a solid season.
1: Yeah, uh, this division's fascinating because it's it's the absolute definition of a roller coaster. There's moments that I'll make you laugh, like Zeke's last play in the Cowboys. There's moments where you're like, what is football at this point? Yep. Uh, when Daniel Jones is tripping with no one in front of him, this division gives it to you all. And they give you a, um, I think there's one Super Bowl contender. Do you think there's more than one?
0: I think there's two with the Cowboys and okay. the Eagles. So that's where I... we disagree. I still think the Cowboys got to be in that category. Not necessarily that I think the Cowboys are that good. I just think the NFC is so weak. It's hard for me really to find three teams better than the
1: Cowboys. It's a fair Cowboys. stance. It's a fair stance. Yeah. They would I, get boat they would get boat raced to the Super
0: Bowl. They would for sure, but I think like if they played in the Falcons division, they would beat every single team and win that division running away.
1: Yeah, if they were yes, if they were the Falcons division, they would be the best team without a doubt.
0: Yeah, or best even the, North. the best
1: quarterback is Derek Carr right now. And again, I like Derek Carr. The fact that he's the best quarterback is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think they'd be the best team in two out of the four divisions in this in the NFC. So But that's
1: that's, that's that was the other point I disagreed on. I don't know if the NFC got better.
0: Fair enough, yeah. I mean the I NFC's think,
1: I think there's three good teams in the East. Mm-hmm is there a good team in the South or is it just someone's going to win the division?
0: Somebody's got to win it. I think Correct. that's what it is. Yeah.
1: So you have the West. West. I guess every team
0: is 49ers and the Seahawks. And then, you know, you come oh, to the Rams be, are bad. Yeah. 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 And then you, and the Cardinals are the worst team in football. And then you look at the NFC North. I mean,
1: Maybe it's there. I mean,
0: yeah, the yeah. Vikings got to be better. I mean, maybe the Packers will be sneaky good, but other than that, I'm writing. I'm already going to. Bears go ahead getting a lot of.
1: Yeah, Bears are getting a lot of hype. So I don't know. I don't break. know how good the. I don't know how good the NFC is now. I think it's one of those scenarios where it's, you know, Eagles and Niners at the top.
0: Yep. And then
1: there's a gap, and then all those teams. So Seahawks, winner of the NFC South. Bears, Vikings, Packers—all of those teams are going to be bunched up in the yeah. middle, and that's why I think the NFC will be interesting to follow. But I don't think I can put a claim on then that the NFC is better than last year because uh, I think the Packers are definitely worse. Yeah, you know, I think the—I um, mean, the Cardinals—they were bad last year, and they're even worse. I think the Rams are even worse, even though we'll see what we get out of Stafford and Cooper Cup. So. You know, I, I'm interested in that division. I, the AFC is just so much better, top to bottom.
0: The AFC is, Ben. It's crazy how much better the AFC is. I'm excited to do more AFC previews with you, Ben. We got a lot of good stuff coming up for everybody. Ben, any final words before we get out of here, man?
1: No, I think that's it. Eagles, that's... Giants, Cowboys, Commanders for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll flip-flop the Giants and the Cowboys for me. Me and Ben are on the same page here. As always, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. We'll be back for y'all with our SEC preview. We'll be back for the uh, AFC East and more next week. So we'll talk to everyone again soon.